Hi, Love Intently Tribe. It's Sophie Kwok, your host and the founder of Love Intently, where our mission is to empower thriving relationships. Real quick before we jump into this week's episode with the incredible Hunter and Sarah Lawrence, this month we're doing a collaboration with Live a Great Story, where we have a limited edition Love a Great Story collection. Zach and I, the founder of Live a Great Story, co-created this collection because we wanted to inspire and empower both the people wearing the pieces and every person you interact with to be reminded that they are fully loved as who they are without doing anything, which is something that I know I've personally really struggled to believe for years. So if this message resonates with you at all, go to liveagreatstory.com and buy you or someone you love one of the beautiful shirts or pins. Hunter and Sarah are the co-creators of The Lawrence House, along with their most beautiful, precious golden retriever, Aspen. And if you know me personally, you know about my obsession with dogs, and Aspen is even better in real life. Yes, better in real life. How is that even possible? But in fact, I would say that's true about Aspen's parents as well. I've met so many influencers throughout the years, and there are very few who are as grounded and genuine and authentic and as real as who they say they are online, in person, and that's true of Sarah and Hunter. They tell beautiful stories internationally through photography, film, writing, and experience curation. Together, they have a collectively almost half a million followers and have been featured in National Geographic, CNN, InStyle, Mashable, and People, just to name a few. And what I loved about our conversation is how real, genuine, and raw they got about their life as content creators and influencers. That it's been a really long road and taken them almost half a decade to be fully self-sustaining. They are one of the most intentional couples that I have ever met, and it's because they put immense focus on the things that matter most to them, which is each other, family, friends, community, their faith, and the true heart behind why they do what they do. On this episode, they share practicals on how they create balance and boundaries to have both a thriving business and marriage. They are both intentionally building their business and life today so they can be fully present with their kids when that time comes. I have met so many influencers throughout the years and very few are as authentic, incredible, and grounded as they are in real life. I cannot wait to share their story with you. Their love story is beautiful and well, you'll see what I mean. Hunter and I met back in junior high at our church youth group. He was in, what were you, like, seventh grade? Seventh grade, and I was 12. in six. <laughs> yeah, like, 12 years old. And, yeah, we met back then. I mean, we weren't really friends, because in junior high, like, I immediately had a crush on him. And then... It was five years of just this back-and-forth, awkward relationship of talking through our friends, never talking directly to each other. Like, hey, tell Sarah this and that, but somehow... We cultivated a friendship in junior high <laughs> and through all the awkwardness of being that, in junior high. <laughs> yeah, just like we made some relationship out of it. And after five years, probably just being, being friends, friends we, yeah. we decided my senior year of high school that we were going to date. And then we dated for five years, got married. Another five years. Been married for five years now. <laughs> so it's been like 15 years. So it's been 15 years. years. We're 28. We've known each other for almost half our lives. Wow. Yeah. Okay, who initiated the oh. like, we should date Sarah was on the prowl. For yeah. Me. 
<laughs> I would like talk to my friends, they would talk to Hunter's friends, and then your friends would probably tell you stuff. Yeah, I had no interest in girls, like at the time, growing up in Texas, like I just wanted to hunt and four-wheel and like hang out with the guys. And Sarah like somehow saw through that and was like, he's so cute and I really want to date this guy. And I'm like yeah. in my Doc Martens sandals yeah, showing yeah. up to church with my Bible bag. And I'm like, I don't know how you saw through it, but- I don't know, I don't know. Thank God you did. I mean. We come from a small town in Texas, so we kind of knew everyone there. Mm -hmm. And our families knew each other. So and we just like friends. naturally spent a lot of time together. And our relationship kind of came out of some serious awkward yeah. seasons. Yeah, So definitely. Was there a moment when you knew that this was the person you wanted to spend the rest of your life with? I mean, I don't ever remember having like a specific moment of like okay I definitely want to marry Hunter I feel like it was just I had liked him since I was 12 and then we started dating when we were like 16 and 17 so I think once I liked him for such a long time that once we started dating I kind of just I feel like I was like I think I'm just gonna marry this person it wasn't we never really <laughs> dated anyone else I dated some of his best friends to make it <laughs> She became my soccer team trainer just to spend time with me. I didn't know anything about soccer, but me and my older sister, who's Hunter's age, just joined the like soccer stat. We were like soccer stat keepers. She'd come up to me on the sidelines and be like, hey, what just happened? Like, and, like what? Who assisted that goal? And like, what does that mean? And so that was our, that was just funny. But yeah. Um, I don't think there was like a mo it was like a season of just, wow, she's still here kind of moments where like, I think whenever you, whenever Sarah dated one of my best friends on the soccer team, it kind of got to me where I was like, wow, she would date someone else. Like I don't have all the time in the world to just wait on this one. So I was, it was probably like in my junior year in, in, in high school and considering where I wanted to go to college. And the options were like, I wanted to go to Alaska or I wanted to go up to Colorado. And then I think deciding hey, if I'm gonna like make this work, maybe it makes some sense to like stay in Texas, was for me, it was an intentional moment of like, I want this to be something more than just, well, we gave it a good shot when we were childhood friends. And then I moved away to Alaska to pursue who knows what. <laughs> and we tried <laughs> and to make it work make it. and it didn't work out. So it's was like, I, I chose going to school in Austin specifically because Sarah was a year behind me in school. So yeah, like, hey, a year left of high school. I'll be in close proximity to Sarah to be able to still make this work. Um, but we had a great enough foundation as friends, which was really important to us that it was kind of like a natural progression of, hey, let's take this another step. And we thankfully had enough good mentors in our lives to like help us tame back the awkward teenage hormones and sift through it and talk through feelings and thoughts and emotions and try to make sense of it. And mm -hmm. we're really grateful for that. At such, yeah. a, at such a young age, set us up to be like, hey, well, we've been married for five years and we are 27 and 28, but our foundation point was, I think we're pretty thankful for that. Yeah. Wow, yeah, you guys pretty much grew up together. And so my next question is like, tell us about what you guys do in your entrepreneurial journey and how you guys kind of evolved to that. Was that something with story creation or storytelling, content creation, something one of you guys picked up and then the other kind of followed or how did you guys build this up together? Yeah, I mean, Hunter has kind of been doing it since college. 
like worked for the church that we went to and doing storytelling. He was on like the story team doing videos and shooting for them different stories of people who were a part of the church. And then that kind of, I don't know, you, you just kind of kept shooting. You did a little bit of like weddings. I was still, I went to school to be a teacher. So like photography and storytelling was not really at all. I know at all. <laughs> <laughs> but then halfway through college, I realized, like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be a teacher. But just was kind of like, I'll just finish it out. And then... I'm three years in. Let's just finish the last year. Yeah. Like, at this point, it's too late to switch majors. So, and then when we got married, we moved to Denver pretty, like, quickly after that for Hunter to take a job with a startup company here. And I just kind of did random, like, creative. Like, I worked for a flower shop I worked for like a wedding shop I did like just kind of random creative stuff but wasn't really sure like Hunter used to buy me cameras for like my birthday or Christmas to, like and I was like hey, this is too complicated I can't figure this out like I have no interest in this maybe just maybe one day yeah, he was like dreaming that I would like be able to do it with him if I could get this in a different color right. <laughs> I just, like, shamefully took it to the camera store to, like, sell it back to them. Yeah, like, I've got to sell she this camera like she's not using it. But all this time, Hunter was doing, like, photography, storytelling, video stuff. And then we went on a trip to Iceland to go live there for a couple months. But this was, I don't know. 2015? Like three years ago? Yeah. And while we were there, I kind of just figured out, like, what I loved to take pictures of. Mm. So I was like, I really love like finding the cool shops and restaurants and beautiful interiors. And like, that's what I enjoy more taking photographs of. Like we'll be on a hike out here in Colorado and I will be taking pictures of the mountains. And I'm like, I don't have any interest in taking a photo of that. Like it's beautiful, but I just see things, you know, we see things differently. Mm -hmm. So we kind of both bring this, different perspective into our business now we're like hunters you know he has his strengths i have mine and so now that turned into us starting to work more and more together and then yeah i mean for five years before that though it was it was basically like my company and so the hardest thing for in that was you know Sarah trying to figure out like how do I what's my place in this when the whole company is branded underneath your name I kind of feel like just a receptionist there was no like motivation for her to you know I'm like hey you you should work with Sarah like she's really talented but like people were coming to me because of my name Mm -hmm. and so it really made no sense from like a marketing standpoint of like how do we take the giftings that we've seen our family develop and the talents and just the strengths that we've seen in each other and, and how do we make this into like a viable business? And, and that's when we rebranded into the Lawrence house. But before then it was just, like Sarah said, it was me taking second shooting jobs for weddings and working at the church. And then when we moved here, like my season working at the startup was pretty short, but I think realizing like I didn't want to work in that environment. And, but being in Colorado was such a, like a setup for us where mm-hmm the brands that I had at our back door were ones that I had never interacted with living in Texas. So being able to take Aspen out on a hike and document our, our trip and not even like being paid for the work, but just, Hey, we took this really cool image of a mountain hardware bag. Like we'll send it to mountain hardware and see if they want to use it. And like building these contacts and honestly kind of working for free and like 
not really sure how we pieced it all together to like pay rent and bills and but somehow we were provided for every single month in that and like took a huge risk like not going back to texas and being like it's comfortable we know more people i know that i can probably just get a job back at the church or i I don't know it was kind of like we're here let's not just use this time as or throw this time off as like it was a total waste and like Mm -hmm started investing in like, what's at our back door? Like, this has been the dream for us to have this. Like, yes, working for this company got us here. And I wouldn't have chosen to have worked here and been like, oh, we moved our whole life 1200 miles north for like such a short season, but it got us here. And like, now let's make the most of it. And so for a good two years after that, I mean, it was, do we want to live in Austin? Do we want to live in Denver? Do we want to live overseas? What are we going to do for work? And it was kind of a hectic, slightly depressing season where it was like I felt (laughs) like I had nothing to show for my time I was and I felt guilty like going out to the mountains and like I felt like I was wasting my time when like I enjoyed it but like suddenly the mountains were no longer just a place to rest they were like how do I make a living like photographing these and how do I provide for my wife and you know so suddenly like the thing that I used to see as like an escape was now like I felt kind of forced to like make a living doing it and in a weird way it felt violating it was like i don't i don't want this to be i kind of got thrown into it instagram popped up and you know through some like features gained some traction on like social media and we did not try for that it was like a total everything just kind of happened without you know us really trying for something and all of a sudden we had this platform that was kind of just birthed out of nothing of our own effort Mm -hmm. and we didn't buy followers. We didn't buy anything. We just, little did people know, like we were struggling to like make ends meet. And then all of a sudden this platform was birthed and we were in Colorado and we were like, how do we make the most of this? How are we going to use this to like benefit our dreams and like the goals that we have as a family and through some serious trial and error and like weeks where we were like, we have nothing to do. Like, let's just take a road trip and let's drive to Canada. Like, let's go to, Oregon and it kind of seemed like in the back of our heads we kind of had a filter for like what we were still photographing although it felt rather like volatile like we still were drawn to certain places that we were inspired by and like thankfully had the funds to like make it happen and so Mm -hmm. you know we took a random trip to Canada and took a photo of our dog in a canoe and that's when Aspen the Mountain Pup like came to be. (laughs) The best dog ever. And no one really knows that story because, I mean, I think people think like it's some like glamorous thing, but like the backside of the story is what's so funny to us. Like we didn't try for that. Mm. It's literally like an empty week that we were like, what do you want to do this? Let's we drive. Were at, it was like a Wednesday night. We had Bible study at our house with our friends. And before everyone came over, like seven, we were like, let's, let's drive to Canada after like all of our friends leave. And we're like, heck, we can do it. Might as well. Let's just do it. And yeah. so... Yeah, it was we just drove through the night and woke up in Banff and we were like, wow, this is insane. And then we didn't have, it was like a hundred dollars, like rent a canoe. And we're like, that's like, ridiculous. We're not doing that. And some random person gave us a, Hey, we didn't use this voucher when they were leaving the hotel. And so we got to go on the canoe for free. And then Aspen like nearly tipped us over. And we're floating out <laughs> there. And I'm like, not this, is get total, this is a disaster. <laughs> and we took this photo and I posted it and I was like, check it out, we took off overnight to Canada and then it got featured and then it was the weirdest thing. Like we're driving, we left 
Alberta and we're driving through Canada, we lost service and we hit the like Seattle border or like the Washington border and our phones are just like blowing up with like CNN and like wow. all, all these random people that like think it's so cool. It was like our dog on this boat and yeah. then like Aspen, we had just started this account for him. We were like, this would be kind of funny to like show our friends yeah, and like, take funny. Aspen. Like who has accounts for their animals? And we thought it was just like a goofy thing. And it, then it was like, Every time oh, we refreshed like, it, it would like change by the thousands. It was like 10,000, 11,000, 15,000. We'd lose service, 30,000. And all of a sudden he's just like, what in the world? And what did we just do? Like, did we just happens. hack a system or <laughs> is this an error? <laughs> Something's wrong with Instagram. And uh, yeah, so I mean, that's kind of how it all started. We kind of pieced it all together and somehow like, thankfully, We've made it it's work. Out. And I'll never forget walking. We went to Iceland to go live there for three months to go mm -hmm. photograph specifically stories of people that like inspired us in like this ominous place that was suddenly accessible to people. We went to it on our honeymoon and kind of fell in love with people and like just the slow pace of living there and like the crazy nature. And hey, let's return back there and like, who are the people that live in this place? Like what makes up this country? Cause like, it's not just waterfalls and fluffy horses. There's like humans that interact with this on a day-to-day -day basis. So we moved, we moved there for three months, took a risk. And I'll never forget like walking down the streets of Reykjavik and like Sarah being like, you know, I think I'm gonna start a blog. We've taken all these photos and like, I love photographing the waterfalls and the nature, but what I'm honestly like so passionate about is like, there's some really cool restaurants that I cannot wait to tell our friends about. I cannot wait to tell so-and-so about this fashion line that I found in Iceland or like mm. these natural skincare products. And that's whenever Sarah launched this blog that she had for two years where she totally crushed I it. About that. <laughs> <laughs> she crushed it and worked with all these crazy brands like Anthropology and like, I'm like, how are you doing this? And mm. it was just like her passion. She didn't need to make money off of it. Like she was just trying to build like, you know, a platform and mm a space to be creative and brands really took to it. And then we kind of took both of our passions and... Yeah, we had like these three separate things going. Like Hunter had his website, I had mine. Aspen's Instagram was like blowing up and we were like, "There's, we have a lot going mm -hmm. on. We should just combine all three of us into one thing. Yeah. And... That's when the Lawrence house was born. Yeah. <laughs> when was the point where, cause you mentioned how it all of a sudden became this thing where you had to figure out how to make money from it and then it, at what point did it become like, okay, this is sustainable and this is fun again? Or are there ways to get there? That's a great question. I, th I think sometimes it still feels like, because our work is so much of it is like just documenting our life. Sometimes it feels like, have we created something that like is sustainable? Like how long can we do this? Like where, when we add kids into the picture and like, do we really want to be doing documenting our life to like monetize it, to, for, to sell to brands, to like advertise on that side of things, like just doesn't feel fun no matter how far we've gotten into it. I think that's like the hardest thing for us to like justify and to like work through on a day-to-day -day basis is that we have this platform that like, quite frankly, we can't control. We don't control who decides to double tap our photo, who decides to follow us, what brands decide to reach out. And so I think we've had to learn how to like disconnect work from 
just our day-to-day life than be like, how are we going to just go and on a hike or go ski and like just leave the camera at home. And there's nothing about this that has to be documented or shared because like, it just needs to be between me and you Mm -hmm. and like something that we can experience together that like we don't need to share with 500,000 other people to make them, and and quite honestly, like to make them feel like you kind of wish that, don't you wish you were here? Like I kind of feel like that's what you're trying to Mm do is to create jealousy or to create I think that's like the the heart. We don't want to, we don't be, want doing to that. be But it feels like you are at times yeah. where you're like going on this really incredible trip and this brand put me up in this crazy spot. And like the thing that we don't want to be doing is to create this thing of like discontent in other people's lives to constantly be thinking like, I wish I had what they had. Like we're really thankful for what we have, but we also it's other people. It's a long time to get here. We didn't just like, I mean, it's been, you started doing photography what like how many years has it been like eight years ago eight, nine years yeah and like there's been a lot of things that have happened and like when we were first married like hunter was working for a boot store in austin and like i was still in school for another year and so it was like somehow like you just figure it out but it's like it hasn't always been like oh look at our life and we're still you know at home most of the time working we're not traveling every week and yeah you know like we're, we're only showing you the good stuff mm-hmm. you know like you, you're not going to show the the not pretty things so there's still times where like i hope next month we get some more jobs you know or like but it's become sustainable where i think we've now i mean we've gone through a lot where it's like we we had to make a turning point where we were like, we're either going to see ourselves as business owners or we're going to see ourselves as freelancers. Mm -hmm. And I think that is so vital to anyone trying to get into what we do is like, you have to view yourself in the way that you want to be perceived as like, I do own a business and in owning a business, like it's my responsibility to make sure that a client is taken care of and that we deliver on time, that we have professional looking contracts. We have contracts, like the amount of photographers that I know that just are winging it. I'm like, you're setting yourself up for so many things and like you're not even taking yourself seriously like you're running this like a hobby and so we did probably two years of business counseling where we met with a business coach and really just like figured out like what are we good at so we can decide like how we're going to be using those gifts as a business and like creating a product or a service that companies will want to work with and so I think in doing that too, like a really important thing is we never quit our day job. Like we still worked, I still was trying to make a living selling boots and Sarah was building flower arrangements. And I mean, we were juggling multiple hats. It wasn't like we just all of a sudden were making a, you know, a healthy living and then went from zero to nothing. Like it was a, it was a progression of taking on a little more of this and letting go of a little bit of that and taking on a little more of work and, and then to the point where it was like, wow, we have enough clientele now where it's like, I can stop working at these places and we do need to do this full time because it's, we're juggling too much now. Yeah. We're having to say no to jobs that we should be saying yes to because of our previous mm-hmm. engagements yeah, or responsibilities that we need to honor. And I mean, but that took four or five years. I mean, it wasn't until we launched the Lawrence house where we felt like, all right, Sarah, you don't need to go work separately from me. Mm-hmm. We can do this together. And that was only like a year and a half ago. Yeah. Maybe. So where I fully was like, okay, I'm not going to do anything on the side. We're fully just going to commit to this. And 
yeah, it did take a while to get there. Yeah. And it was scary when you, when you launch off, I mean, we formed our, our company as an LLC. I mean, and we, we have the full nine yards. We have an accountant. We hire out people to do services that we aren't good at. And it allows us to focus on what we are good at. And so we really try to run it. Our, our accountant jokes us all the time. It's like, you run this thing like a Fortune 500 company. <laughs> because most, most people don't take it this seriously. But like, I we think... We want to make sure we're doing it right. Yeah. So that we, when we want to buy a house, we have the proper documentation. And it's not like trying to pull all the like missing pieces together and make grown-up decisions like buying a car or a home or it's that's just really difficult and so we were we thought like if we're gonna do this we need to take it seriously and like and do it well do it well so that's when we invested quite a bit of cash into our new re, like rebrand and site and spent a lot of time doing things that were like we're never going to get paid for this but it's worth making our brand feel authentic and no one's paying us to do these travel guides and we spend days on them but it's like we want to give people that are seeing this like something to view and like something to connect with when they travel and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff so mm-hmm. yeah but it's not it was not like an over the night thing it was a good like five, a, like years. A five year kind of thing <laughs> it's like half a decade <laughs> What are you guys working towards now? What's the vision of Lauren's house and what you guys are building? So we have a huge passion for hospitality. And I think what like drew us initially to photography and really just like storytelling in general is the unseen parts of what you see in your day to day. So when you look at a family and you're like, man, those they, they look like they have it all together and then you dig into like the story that's not seen out in the public eye. It's like, there's something about being able to connect with that. That's really, I was drawn to of like, Hey, when I was working for the church, like I can tell the unseen story of this couple that's been broken by one of the people having an affair, but were redeemed through forgiveness. And that's the unseen part of it that now makes their relationship what it is that I was really mm-hmm. drawn to. Um, that I wanted to help convey and help, you know, showcase like that side of it. Not just like, look how great this couple is, but like, let's dig into the backstory. Mm-hmm. And we take that even to like products, like when we're working with a whiskey brand, like I love a good scotch. I love a good beer. I love a good glass of wine. But like what I think is so cool is like the family story that goes into like that struggle to make these vines produce a product that they then create and sell as a product. And so... Mm-hmm. This year, we're really trying to diversify our income sources. And so we're looking to launch a new project where we're going to be showcasing the unseen sides of a specific region of a, of a country. Yeah. Um, so that spot's still undetermined. Like we're, we haven't like fully nailed it down, but we, we want to start working towards launching like an annual publication that is a documentation, a collection of those stories that we feel like emulates a certain spots, culture, craftsmanship, and kind of get back to the basics of like why we fell in love with this business in the first place. It's not just to like take a cool picture of whiskey out of, out like on a 14er and be like, hey, you guys should buy Jameson because it's a great product. It's like, we want you guys to like know the- The why behind the it. The why behind it. behind it. And yeah, the struggle that like, who started Jameson and what were their struggles to get to where they are this huge brand, you know? Just all kind of what we're working towards. We've got some pretty cool things like on the horizon. And I think 
We want to take it even a step further and we're looking to build the Lawrence House brand outside of just photography as like an actual Mm -hmm. bed and breakfast type thing where we can actually start hosting people and doing workshops and whether that's through, you know, teaching families how to like photograph and take them out on like, you know, two day workshop out in the mountains or having a property that we own in the Rocky Mountains that we can host and it's the Lawrence House Rocky Mountains. Like, yeah, we just host people and it's more like they come and stay and we make them breakfast and just like get to know people from other places in the context of our home. Yeah, and that home is kind of like a another canvas for us to fill it with things that make, that we have fallen in love with as a family and that brands that we believe in and we outfit our home with those brands that we want to support mm-hmm. um, in that way as well. And so mm-hmm. we have a lot of ideas, but I think a lot <laughs> of it really stemmed from this heart of like, we recognize that social media is a huge platform for us, but it's ever changing. Mm -hmm. And so it's something that we don't want to back into too heavily and say, we built a life on something that's really volatile, um, that we really can't count on that we quite frankly don't control. And how do we use what we have to forward other things and other visions? Like Sarah is a kick-ass interior designer. And I really want to support that. And I want to see her growing in that and like using that skill set. So like if I can use what we've created and we can buy a home for her to just outfit and make beautiful, like that brings me so much joy to see like my wife thriving in other ways beyond just photography. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to, st- we're trying to tap into that more in 2019. Yeah. That's so incredible. I, I, I can totally hear your heart for wanting to showcase, not just, the the pretty finished product of things in life and it's more of the process and seeing Mm -hmm. that things are great and people have fantastic relationships or have an awesome business because they intentionally built it to be so Um, my next question to you is how do you guys stay connected and stay authentic to yourself and your brand through all of it because i feel like in this influencer social media world I can get so noisy so quickly and so easy to lose that. How do you guys, what what are practices or things you guys do to stay connected through all of it? I mean, for us, like it's really like important to kind of have like a, a set up our own boundaries of the like work life juggle. And like, I think in the past, it's been really easy for us to like, because we work from home, we work together, we're, we're together all the time it's easy to just talk about work all the time. And then it's like, oh, it's, there was no like cutoff or there was no boundary of like, hey, it's important that we go on a date once a week and like not talk about work. Or it's important that we turn our, like, or put our phones away and like shut our computers at five o'clock. And like, we have to actively make those choices to set up those boundaries of like, I mean, we'll get an email at like 11 o'clock at night and it's like, so tempting to just be like, oh, I wonder who it's from, or like, is it a cool brand? And and actively making the choices of like, I'm not gonna, when we fail at it, like sometimes, I'm like, I'm just gonna look, you know? But like being intentional about the time that we do, that like we're working right now and we'll we'll get stuff done, but then starting at this time. If you you send us an email, like don't expect to hear from us until nine mm o'clock or if, at five o'clock, we shut our computers and yeah. we have to give ourselves the permission to kind of have life outside of our, our work because 
again, so much of the struggle that we fight internally and also like as a couple is, do we document this or do we not? Do mm-hmm. we, should we photograph that or should we not? Should we bring a camera? Should we not? Do I need to take a story of this or should I just enjoy it with my eyes? Like, yeah. I don't want to look back and, and realize that my entire relationship with Sarah for 10 years was seen through an iPhone mm-hmm. and miss out on just connecting with her outside of social media because it, it is so invasive. Yeah. And I think if you give it enough of your attention, it'll consume your life mm-hmm. and it'll take over in ways that like, it's just, it's scary. Like it, I think we've, we've really, we've realized the unhealth in it, but also realized like it's a, it's a double-edged sword. We make a living using this as a platform to front our business. But if we give it so much effort and so much of our time, we're actually unhealthy and can't function to run our business well. Mm-hmm. And so it's this balance of like, I need to be healthy mentally, physically, relationally, to be a good husband, to be a good co-founder, to be a, a good friend. But if my whole life is just spent up getting so torn up by the algorithm or logistics, if all Sarah is my logistical partner, mm-hmm. I think that we failed. Mm-hmm. And I think about that being a dad one day. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want my kids to just know me through the lens of my camera. Like, I want them to know their, like, know their dad's face and like know his personality. I want them to know their mom and I want to know them to know what it's like to go on a hike and just enjoy not it to feel like, eyes. yeah, and not to feel like they're just another cog in our business to make money where we're like photographing for now kid brands like mm-hmm. i want them to not feel like they're just they were brought into our life to, to basically make us more money which i think is the temptation like mm-hmm. in today's day it's like how can i work hard like work less hard and do more of what i want and it's just a tough balance yeah um, but like it is i think in order for us to have like a healthy relationship with each other and with our friends and our family it is about this like Balance and just okay, how do we live a more balanced life where things are not just like I feel like, like I just view Hunter as a business partner, I don't really, and that's all we ever talk about. Like, it is about setting up boundaries for yourself and like valuing our relationship is more important than our business and like figuring it out, yeah, what that looks like. As you know, we're still figuring it out, mm-hmm. and there's obviously still days that we're like. I haven't really talked to you all day, but I've been with you all day, <laughs> but we've just been working, you know? Yeah. So I think it's funny how you begin to envy in a weird way. Like this is the life that we've always wanted and we now have it. And then I just feel like we're such, we're so easily satisfied. And like, we, we, we take a taste of like, what, like, this is what I've always wanted. I want to work for myself. And then like, we become easily discontent. And then it's like, I want to, I want to have the, like the life that my nine to five friends have where like they leave their wife for the day. And then it's like exciting to come home to her. Like date night is like a special thing because I haven't seen you all day. And like, Hey, it's Friday night. Like let's go on a date. Let's go see a movie. And it's like, Oh, I've been with you for the last five days. And like, we've had dinner every single night together. And so like suddenly because us going out to eat all the time is the norm going out on a special date, loses its like luster and like uh-huh. excitement because it's just our day to day. So I think it's just, you recognize like that dysfunction there. And so 
practical steps of like, hey, like we need to work apart to, like today. Like we can't work in the same room. I need to go like work from a coffee shop. Like you go work with the girls. Like, or I'm gonna go fly fish with some friends for the afternoon. Like, we just need to spend some time apart. Like not because we're tired of each other, but because it's healthy for us mm-hmm. to like um, not be together. To not just be so disenchanted with each other because we're with each other all the time. Like. So it's, yeah, it's, it's hard to like turn on the like husband mode or wife mode, I think at five o'clock whenever you've been like in coworker mindset, disassociate the two. And, but your business, like is your life at the same time? Mm -hmm. It's like, how do we figure out how to separate all these different things in a healthy way, but still thrive as husband and wife and as business partners? And what does that look like? And I mean, yeah, like having a business counselor, like hiring out people to help us and, being open and honest with our community about our struggles mm-hmm. and with each other, like communicating and. Yeah. I think if we didn't have a, a community around us, like that can call us out on just say, hey, this is, this, this doesn't look healthy. This pattern is not, I don't know that I would, you know, let that be else day to day, like to challenge us on things that we've become pretty adapt to mm-hmm. has been so life-giving and also like to have friends that are doing exactly what we do mm. um just to be like hey it's like this is really feel like it's not working or just to feel like you're not alone in it mm-hmm. has been really helpful like i feel like most of our friends it's funny like we only have like one friend that's a nine-to-fiver mm-hmm. that like works a nine-to-five job which is such like the anomaly mm-hmm. and i'm really grateful for that and it's fun to be like on a Tuesday when we lived in Austin, like, Hey, let's go, let's just go to Barton Springs. And like, let's just go hang out. And because we can and enjoy that perk, but like also there's just something about having someone that can relate with you. And, you know, I used to feel really weird about like, no, we need to work Monday through Friday, nine to five, like, like everyone else does. <laughs> and it's like, no, we get to enjoy that freedom, but it comes with its set of boundaries that need to be set yeah. for us to function healthfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, social support is so important. Uh, what is one of those things that community kind of brought up to you guys where it kind of shifted the way you guys perceived your day-to-day or helped you draw boundaries? I think like kind of what Hunter was saying about the like being, we are together all the time and like even the thought of like, do you want to go on a date tonight? was just kind of like a normal occurrence or even like we're together all day and so once five o'clock hits, we're ready to like go our separate ways. Like I want to hang out with this person tonight, but, I, but what was happening was like the couples that did work nine to five, that's when they were wanting to hang out with, with them. And we're like, well, now we're bored. Like we've been together all day. And I, I think just finding <laughs> <laughs> that may not make any sense, but yeah, like, when, we, when we were on, they were off. Right. And when they were off, we were on. So I think just finding like, the things that filled each of us up separately and not feeling like we had to spend every moment together. Like I was talking to a friend and she was like, what if, you know, a couple times a week you and Hunter went and did like, Hey, I'm going to work from this place today. You're going to work from that place. And then like, let's go on a date tonight or whatever. Just as simple as that sounds and like easy, like we weren't really doing that. Cause it was just like, well, it's just easy to be like, get, well, we'll, just stay, we'll just stay at home. You know? Like, yeah, that's the, like, mm. most recent thing I can kind of think of yeah. um, that was, like, brought up. I'm like, yeah, I think that would be a really healthy, good idea to, like, start implementing that into our weekly schedules. But yeah, what would you say? 
I'm not sure who told me, or it may have even been you. (laughs) I think just like learning to celebrate each other's differences and like, I don't know, like that's for me, it's been like life giving to like, to know what, what environment Sarah maybe functions in best and like what environment I function in best and like what roles in business she maybe is way more like adept to take on and like maybe I'm more of a numbers guy and like so taking on the accounting side of things is just easier and more natural for me or like Sarah is incredibly good about just being the first person that when a client reaches out to or when a client reaches out to us like Sarah is typically the one to respond and like she's just incredibly welcoming and like invites them into our brand and then like I'm very practical and like all right if you guys want to work with us like this is what we're going to do so I think our, our friends just like encouraging us to like let those giftings breathe and like mm-hmm. don't smother Sarah with like your expectation to like you need to be doing X, Y, or Z or the things that I'm not doing you need to be doing because it's not like Sarah is like the perfect other half of me that like what I'm awful at she's great at so like in that we've gone and hired out other people to do work that like we're just not we're very good not. at and like that's <laughs> let us both not feel like you're, you're not meeting an expectation that I have for you to like, Hey, if I'm going to take care of accounting, you need to put up all the blog posts. It's like, Oh, well I actually suck at accounting too. And like, if, if I handle the numbers, we would be in a deep hole, but like we hire out an accountant to keep us afloat. And Mm -hmm. like that allows me to focus on other things. And so when in reality, that was something that was draining for you and I didn't understand yeah, like my life so like was it wasn't literally that you enjoyed that. drained at all points. It was like, oh, <laughs> this like, is so annoying. Am I doing this right? Do like, this. they don't make it easy to be a business mm-hmm. owner. Yeah, they really it's don't. Not. Like, I know it's like the American idea of like starting a business, and it's not all Shark Tank and having <laughs> Mark Cuban in your corner giving you a billion dollars. It's like it's some tough uphill battles, and the like back, reading yeah. some like wording that like what? doesn't make any sense. And am I legal? And do I charge sales tax? Like. In this, yeah, it's just like so complicated. What is an S corp? Like just random things that you're like, I we feel amazing every tax season that our stuff is not taken, you know, taken care, taken of, by care of by else. someone that is paid to do that and they're a professional. And so I think just like letting each other's differences be a win Gifts. and a gift to like not only our marriage but also our business, mm-hmm. which is not an excuse for like unhealthy habits to be like. This is just who I am. Like those need to be addressed, but we do have individually our own tendencies and passions and things that drain and fill. And I think celebrating that as opposed to seeing that as a negative thing, like, oh, my goal as a husband is not to make Sarah more like me. Mm -hmm. Uh, My goal is to like empower her to be who she is Mm -hmm. and to like love that about her and cultivate that in her and like encourage her in that. And it's not to be like, you need to look more like how I want you to look. Like that may be the most smothering thing that I could do mm-hmm. um, and vice versa. Yeah. And so. we like, after we got, a couple of years after we got married, we started going to like counseling, which we've always talked about how it's ironic, how like before you get married, people encourage you to like go to premarital counseling and then you get married and no one tells you you should keep going to counseling. And you're like, that's when you need to go to counseling the most. <laughs> And through that, like, we learned about, like, the Enneagram and learns, like, our different numbers and, like, okay, these are 
Hunter's strengths and this is how he processes things. And just because he sees this situation differently from me doesn't mean that he's wrong. Like, it's just that we see it differently and neither one of us is, is wrong, but like kind of getting to know who you are more and like appreciating those things about you instead of seeing them as like, oh, this is annoying. He's like, sees these things this way. It's like, no, I appreciate that you're different from me and that you see things differently from me. And like, we're for each other and I'm not, just because we don't see it the same way doesn't mean that you're wrong or I'm wrong. I think having that common language has like created more opportunities for us to come together in moments as opposed to those moments dividing us. Mm. Like we can, I can see, hey, this environment's actually really hard for my wife to respond in. And like, I have two options. I can either like shame her for that and like let that divide us and be like, hey, why are you doing this? Or I can like understand and, and draw near to her and be like, hey, like, I know that this is really hard for you. Like, what can I do to like help out? Or mm -hmm. like, how can I love you well in this situation? And, you know, in a million different scenarios like, that it can be played out, but it's just, it's created more opportunities for us to draw near to each other as opposed to being like, this is just a division point, mm -hmm. like, which I think is awesome. Yeah. What are your Enneagram numbers? I'm a nine. Through and through. Mm. Peacekeep peacekeeper and Hunter is a seven. Which is the enthusiast. Mm. Yeah. Straight up. Straight up. By the book. <laughs> <laughs> what an awesome pair. Classic. Like, well, we could be in Colorado or Or we could go do this. And I'm like, let's just sit at home and like put our robes on and like cozy up. Or we can drive to Jackson Hole. Or we could leave right on. now. <laughs> and drive 10 hours. So it's like, okay, he's not trying to like disrupt the peace. And Sarah's <laughs> not trying to make him lazy. Yeah, and I'm not trying to make Hunter lazy, but like, yeah. How do we meet each other in the middle here? You know, so. What are your wings? Fun. Do you know? Um, I'm def I'm not an eight wing. I would be in one. And I'm an eight wing. And Hunter's an eight wing. Which totally plays out in our business of like, I like want to keep, even if I've never met a client, I'm like, I don't want to come across as rude. Like we need to be nice. We need to be. And I was like, no, this is like in a, in a like justified way. You're like, this is not okay. This is what we need to say. And so even in like responding to people we've never met. Hey, we, payments late. We have a late fee like, of X amount of you, dollars per day. You owe us you this owe us much this. money. And I'm like, it's like, that's, we want to be rude to them, you know? And so we've definitely learned from each other. I'm like, you're right. Like, this is our business and like we have contracts for for reasons you know so like just it's it's been interesting and really helpful knowing each other's numbers to be like okay you know we can you can run with that <laughs> you send the, you press send on that email like uh, yes the Enneagram is something I discovered this last year and it totally oh, transformed yes. my friendships and relationships totally, totally fascinating a, it's really yeah, fascinating so much yeah what about creating the Lawrence house has been amazing for your marriage and what's been one of the harder parts of it? Oh man. The amazing thing with the Lawrence house that has been like such a gift, I think to our family is that we finally have a place to like, it doesn't feel like one of our passions is being overlooked than the other. Like with the exception of like Sarah with interior design, I feel like it's kind of this brand that like, it's just, a culmination of all the things that we love. And so like, there's a place for everything to kind of fit. So like, you know, where does this photo of Aspen go? Oh, it goes on Aspen's feed. And you know, a client wants to work with us 
to photograph dog food, it's like me as a person, like, I'm not going to take your dog food up on the top of a mountain, but like, I'll do that with Aspen. And like, it's, just, <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's created space for us to kind of take on, we have a wider net to mm-hmm. take on more clients. Like I think with it's a job that we have coming up. Hunter's going to be focusing on the like outdoor aspect of that place. I'm going to be focused more on like the, the restaurant scene and the like interiors of places. And yeah. then like, you know, Aspen will be there too. So it's kind of, fun that we have all these different elements that we can bring in to one job. And I think we just, we both feel equally part of what we're doing. Yeah. It's not like I'm getting hired out and then I'm budgeting an extra person fee to bring Sarah on. Like it doesn't matter if I respond to the email or if Sarah responds to the email. And then we even have Aspen his own email. (laughs) It's either of us. Aspen responds to his own email. (laughs) It's kind of like we both feel responsible for the project Mm -hmm. and I think that I've seen that be life-giving to Sarah to feel like, oh, I'm more a part of this. This isn't just like I'm your receptionist and if I get to come on the job. Because we were a part of every job that we did for each other anyway. It just was like labeled as It was labeled as my name when I had my own thing going, when I was Mm -hmm. just working for myself. So And I mean, like, we get to work together and we get to set our own hours. And there is a really amazing aspect of like, hey, it's a Tuesday like we have to do a shoot on Thursday, but like, let's go ski all day with our friends who also do a similar thing as us. Like that's and miss awesome. Weekend traffic. And not go mm-hmm. on the weekends when the traffic is a nightmare. So like we have flexibility that we're really grateful for that. We know a lot of people don't have who are working nine to fives to just, you know, be able to like up and go, which we know, like we probably, we won't probably always have that. Like once kids are around and like, so that's been for now we're enjoying a it. total blessing mm-hmm. for sure yeah and like the challenges I think is just I think there's always going to be that daily challenge of like is this content to share is this just content to keep personal or is, do I not even need to bring the camera and, and not making our entire brand about just trying to make money like what is like the passionate side of it that like keeps us doing what we do and gets us up in the morning and would lead us to go like fly halfway across the world to like go do something like why are we doing this is it just to waste mm-hmm. time and burn through cash like we need to have a, a reason and so that's why we've created like you know our travel guides are just kind of like a passion thing for us and like we love sharing that mm-hmm. that sarah has kind of taken more ownership of that than me and then like our whole new project of documenting other aspects of culture and people and producing like a annual publication similar to like a quarterly magazine I think is more so just something that like would just kind of keep the fire going and like yeah it's still trying to make sure you do things that you enjoy maybe even if you're not getting paid for them like this is what fills us up so that we can take on jobs that maybe like I'm not like you know gung-ho about this like it's a cool company but like but Mm -hmm. I'm willing to do it. It's what, you know, provides for our families. And then we're able to go do these things that we are passionate about. And when the two merge together, like when it is an incredible brand that we're pumped on and they want to like hire us, it's like, oh my gosh, that's, this is so ideal. Like we're so excited about this. So that's the sweet spot. That's the sweet Mm -hmm. spot. Totally. What's been one of the hardest parts of your relationship and marriage and how did you guys move through it? I think for me, like one of the things 
I came into marriage thinking that like everything was going to be 50-50, which is just like a total joke. <laughs> I don't know what, like, I just kind of thought, okay, like if I like small stuff, like I did the dishes last night, like I'm not going to do that. You know, I don't want to do that again. You do it. Or like if I did one thing, I thought Hunter had to do it the next day or the next week or whatever. And just learning like, that's not what marriage is about. Like it's not going to be 50-50 and like, there's things that Hunter's better at than I am and vice versa. And like learning also, like I, I feel like getting married made me realize how selfish I am and still like just, Oh, I think about myself a lot and what do I want to do today? And like, you know, Oh, your, your plans are interfering with mine or just like, I want to go to this place, but you want to go to that place. And like, just daily simple things that, you're like, wow, I really think about myself like all the time and <laughs> what I want to do. I mean, I think like because we, when we first got married, we lived in Austin for a while. And when you're newly married and you're trying to establish your your own family outside of your other families, but your family for us was every single member of our family was in a two hour radius of our life in Austin and some people even in Austin. And I think just like that, it's kind of goes back to this whole thing with like premarital counseling is super important, but like the actual, the hard part is once you're married and you have to make decisions on like holidays and where you spend your time and all of our families have their own dynamics, whether they're healthy or unhealthy that we've either learned from or have catered to that don't really come out necessarily when you're dating something about when you're married and it's like, oh, this is now my family. And you almost like take a little bit of responsibility for it where you're like, I, I play a role in this, but at the end of the day, I play a role in this, but my priority is my wife and my family and like the family that we have outside of my flesh and blood family, like mm-hmm. Sarah is now my priority. And like, if we need to do something that's best for us, like we have to be okay with that. Even if it's going to rock the boat, even if not everybody's going to be happy with all the even if you don't understand like it doesn't really matter like the the reality is is that if like if we're on the same page with something like that's what we're gonna do and obviously with like healthy insight from we have people that speak into our lives because we know that not every decision we make is necessarily healthy or right Mm -hmm. but just being your own family and being okay with that and not it's nothing about disassociating yourself but it's a healthy boundary so that you can thrive outside of your own family unit that you grew up in for 20 plus years Mm. um and that's hard it's hard to to take that shift it's also exciting but you're it's that whole you know old phrase that everyone always talks about like you never know until you're actually there and it in some ways it's true but it's also like you know you're going to learn by like just doing it and like no one can really prepare you for that Mm -hmm. and no one can can prepare you for like getting married and like having to make those decisions like you're going to mess up a lot Mm -hmm. and you're going to make the wrong call and you're going to have to go home together in the same car and sleep in the same bed and like you're going to you're going to we're going to deal with this and so it's it seems like family kind of is like a it's such a sensitive and forefront thing that's made us who we are and so being able to healthfully talk about 
dynamics that we either don't like or that we want to grow in without it taking it so personal. Like, I'm not saying you're this way. I'm just saying like, I want our family to function in our own way that we believe is best for our family Mm -hmm. is it's hard to do. Yeah. It's hard to figure out what that looks like. It just takes a lot of uncovering layers and going back to your childhood and your own relationships with your brother and sister and mom and dad and aunt and, and just trying to make sense of it all and know that there's probably like wounds and hurts and relationships there that are good and bad and, um, being patient to work through it and it's not going to just change overnight but mm-hmm. like I married you knowing all this stuff and maybe stuff that I didn't even know that's going to come out like mm-hmm. day one of us being married but <laughs> it's still my job to be patient and to like regardless of things that I like oh, you're acting like so and so like mm-hmm. it's we're going to work through it mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to be our own family and that's just how it's going to be. <laughs> That's the healthiest and way to approach it. That's just the way it's going to be. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. As epic storytellers, what do you think makes a great love story? I Okay. What I was thinking about <laughs> was, like, choosing to love that person. Like, there's lots of times, I know for Hunter as well, as for me, of like, okay, I really don't like you right now. Or like, but I'm going to choose to love you because we're committed to each other. And like, I don't want to do this for you right now, but you know, whatever it is, like, I don't need, I don't I'm going to make the grocery list right now. Yeah. I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to do the dishes or you're just being annoying, you know, or I'm being impatient or whatever. And so like loving them as a choice, even though maybe if I don't like you in certain that sounds so like negative to like what makes a good love story, but I feel like loving each other in spite of our differences and like appreciating each other's strengths and seeing each other as a gift and not as like, why don't you see this thing, you know, the way that I see it. And then there was this book that we read like back in our marriage counseling about Timothy Keller was saying like, when you get married, you marry like, five different people and like we are not the same people that we were when we met in junior high and we were 12 like not even or when we got married five years ago and like learning to just keep loving that person through their struggles and through your struggles and like we change and we evolve and new um, things get surfaced yeah so just kind of being like I am your person and I'm here for you and like accepting each other through the like I've seen your crap and I've seen you thrive and we're not going anywhere you know yeah I think to kind of go off that like I think there's there's something so cool about when you like bear yourself to someone and you're like this is as you get to know someone you're like this is what I really suck at this is where I know that I fall short this is no this is where I know like I want to grow in and um, and someone knows you that intimately and can either like exploit that about you and poke at it and use it to manipulate and they choose to love you despite that and they're not going anywhere and you know that there's a, a commitment and a covenant that you've made to each other of like 
this wasn't based on like if I decide that like X, Y, or Z things become surfaced in your life, like I'm just out. Like there really is no out for us. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and I think that there's like something so comforting about that that I can be, I can bear all my shit to Sarah and be like, I, I'm not, I'm not proud of this, like of, of this part of me or like this personality type or my tendency here, but like if there's anyone that I need to feel like I can trust that with, it would be her. And time and time again for like the response to be like, I see you and like, and I'm not going anywhere. And like, I see that and like, I'm still here. And like, there's just like a level of trust that like no friendship that I've ever known has that. And it's not just because we've known each other for 14 years, 15 years. It's like, we just, we've chosen to love the good and the bad. And, you know, we've chosen that there's not, we're not going to give ourselves an easy way out and be like, the more I get to know you and the more crappy I deem you to be like, now I'm just out. It's Mm -hmm. like, that's just not an option for us. Mm -hmm. Um, Which I think is such a cool reality to live in of like, you know my shit and you still love me and you're still here and what you do with it, I I appreciate. Mm -hmm. So. Mm. (laughs) It's going to be perfect. Oh man, before we move on to the last couple of questions, I just want to take a moment to acknowledge both of you guys and just say thank you for welcoming me into your home and doing this interview with me. Um, you guys have been by far one of, I say this kind of often, but it, no, truly like you guys are one of my favorite couples I've interviewed because of the authenticity that's come through. Um, I know I've interviewed some other influencers where they're really guarded with their story and you guys are really open and honest with, hey, like, Yes, this is an amazing life and we've done so many fun, cool things, but here's the backside nobody talks about because we don't get paid to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, yeah. But yeah, just thanks for being great humans and loving each other well and and just sharing your stories and posting beautiful things and inspiring <laughs> all of us all the same. Thanks. Um, yeah, thanks we're for being here. To, yeah. Thanks for reaching out more. We were really excited to do this. Of course. Okay, second to last question is, what is the best relationship advice you have ever been given or could give? I mean, I think what you said of knowing that when you marry someone, like to think that they're the same person when you got married that they're going to be when you're 40, like, yes, there's things that are far better about Sarah that, that like, I love even more about her five years in a marriage and 15 years into knowing her, like she's far more, you know, beautiful. And I love her more for these aspects. But like, if I had this expectation that like she was to be a certain way and like coming into like, a marriage with like an unrealistic expectation, I think it's just like a formula for disaster and sets you up to just be like consistently wounded and, or consistently just offended for no reason other than like that person is growing. And I think to embrace that and like surround yourself with like good counsel um, and have people speak into your life and like, don't be too prideful to be like, Oh, I know it. Like I got it. Like, it's probably the toughest thing you'll ever do, but mm-hmm. it's also like, it's so, re- like, it sounds so cliche, but like the reward really is like f- 
phenomenal. Like when you see, like when things are just working like in tune, like as it was created to be like, wow, like this is, this is like the sweet spot. And like, it's, it's, it's enjoyable to like thrive in those moments Mm -hmm. and like to have, I don't know, just good counsel speaking into your life, a relationship that you trust, like being able to like be completely open and honest with somebody without judgment. And then like, embracing like people as they change and like Mm -hmm. that includes your spouse if like that's a if you would expect that from a friend like why would it's just ironic to me that we we think like our spouses can't Mm -hmm. grow over time and you're gonna learn you're gonna learn new things about them yeah and enjoy that like that's part of the journey yeah i think there was this one couple that told us a long time ago just that they like about counseling and going even like whether it's once a month or like whatever the timing is, like you don't have to go, you know, all the time, but just kind of like therapy and counseling can be such a like taboo. And people are like, Oh, I don't really have a lot of problems. Like I don't really need to go or like that's for people who have really bad issues, you know? And it's like, no, there like there have been times when we have had issues and when we are going through a really hard time and we've gone. And then there were other times when we went and it's like, I mean, yeah, it's been, Things are kind of okay, but, like, I feel like that's something that we always want to do, like, for the rest of our lives is, like, it's just, I think it's a really valuable thing to have a person who's, like, not a part of your life, not a part of either one of your families. Like, they're completely, they're, like, trained to, you know, help you in, um, yeah, I just feel like it's, that's something that is like so valuable to me and to us that yeah. we didn't we didn't do for the first like two years we were married and then we finally like okay we need to this could be a really healthy thing and more the more and more people I talk to they're like open to it but I think there's a lot of people who are just like what like therapy counseling like I don't need that yeah and I think it's really important so yeah I think a huge go part, to counseling <laughs> that's the advice I can go give to <laughs> I mean so many relationships that I've seen get just like thrown to the wolves is because it, it seems like people think that they're they've got it and being open to like have people speak into your marriage and give people the permission and like let that be like an open dialogue with like your closest friends and like that's like just having close tight-knit community of people that we we trust that they want what's good for our marriage and like not being so like i don't know prideful to think that you know what's best for your marriage and uh to not be that impressed with yourself and be like yeah i got it like it's like no i i I have a lot of blind spots here and like there's a lot of guys that do this way better than me. And like a lot of people that I trust and some of our closest friends here in Denver, just to give them the opportunity to say, Hey, like we, we want you guys to tell us what you guys think. And we're not going to be offended. Cause like, we know that you're in our corner. Like that's yeah, like been you, like love us and you're for us and you want what's best for us. Yeah. But and it's not, it's not something that you give to everybody. I mean, it's a, right. it's an intimate thing that you offer, you know, not everyone gets that. Mm-hmm. And like, that's not just like a, something you hand out loosely, like choose that and be intentional with who you choose to speak into your life. Yeah. Um, and like, 
vulnerability breeds like in it or like initiates vulnerability mm-hmm. so like being willing to be vulnerable vulnerable <laughs> that's a hard word for me <laughs> um like you learn things about your friends or people that like oh my gosh we have this in common and i struggle with this and so do you but i would have never known that had you not said something or had i not said something and now that's bringing us closer and we can like check up on each other about that or we can you know like I can learn from you and how you've handled that situation or, and so I think being open and honest with the people that you trust, like not just giving that information out freely to anyone, but like, why would you not, you know, if you trust the person Mm -hmm. and you know, they love you and they're for you and you're struggling with something or, um, what does love intently or love mean to you? That's a loaded word. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go <laughs> I kind of feel like oh I we've talked about it like there, I don't have anything else I guess to say besides just like choosing to love that person in moments that might be difficult and like accepting them for all their differences from you and like realizing that they are gonna change and um I mean, I think like with every, it goes back to like, I think how we do our business. I think it's how we, like the boundaries that we've set up as a family. I think that there, there has to be an intentionality with like, yes, we work for ourselves, but I have to be intentional to like make space to pursue my wife. Like, even though we spend so much time together and I have to be intentional with like who I invite into my life because I trust them and like I'm actually loving my wife well by inviting wise and good and truthful people into my life so that I can be a better husband and a better coworker or co-founder or photographer with Sarah is there's so many facets of like my intentional approach to all of those different things like all kind of comes at like a crossroad of like it's all for the good that like, I would like love Sarah better and like that I would serve my family better and that I would love my family like through all those other facets of my life. Like hopefully when I'm a dad, like being able to, hey, we don't, you know, we don't work past five because I want to be an intentional dad. And like, I'm doing this so that you know that like your dad's present and doesn't put work before you. And, um, I'm choosing to go work by myself today, like not because I don't want to be around you, but because I want to show up at home and like be eager to like take you out tonight. Mm-hmm. And because I haven't seen you and like that's special. And we're intentional about the brands that we choose because we want to love those brands well with like the service that we provide with photography to like honor the craftsmanship that like they are killing it at. And like we choose those brands very selectively and it brings a lot of joy to our family. Like when we get to work with brands that mm. we feel like are intentional with their design and ethics and their mission. And like, yeah, I think it's just like, it's being intentional about your choices and the people and your time and seeing how it all kind of culminates together and like forwards like your relationship in like a really like in some ways direct in some ways like indirect way. Um, Cause like I'm It's like preventative maintenance for myself and it's aiding in my family. 
So I think that makes some sense. <laughs> no, that was perfect. <laughs> Was it good? What'd you think? No, it was great. Good job. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you guys. Um, I didn't ask this earlier, but where can we find you and how can we support you? Our, our website's thelawrencehouse.com. I would keep an eye out on there because we're launching some really cool projects for 2019. And yeah, I mean, we would just love y'all's support like in the projects that we launch out and feel free to reach out to us because we love connecting with people that enjoy our work so that mm-hmm. we know like how we can be more intentional with like the work that we're creating. Thank you so much for listening. This was one of my favorite conversations yet. Shout out to Ray for connecting us while I was in Denver. It was a dream to meet them in person and to play with Aspen. And if you liked what you heard, it would mean the world to me if you could subscribe or leave a written review on iTunes. It really helps other people find us. One last gift I have for you. Have you ever taken our love personality quiz? Love Intently is all about empowering thriving relationships. And a huge part of that is knowing how you love and how your partner loves and bringing self-awareness to that. And that's exactly what our quiz does. After you take your love personality quiz you can share it with your partner and you guys can have a conversation around it we find that it's helped a lot of other couples communicate what's most meaningful to them and ultimately our why empowering them to have a thriving relationship you can find it at loveintently.com until next time with love and intention 